0: You're listening to Formy Podcast. In this episode, we're looking at the sand again. Where exactly does it come from, and how does it get here? We look at sand winning, newts, sand lizards. Dr. Phil Smith is our expert today.
1: Yeah, I'm Phil Smith, and um, I then did a degree at the University of College London in zoology. Uh, went on to uh, a year on the conservation course at UCL, which was really inspirational, um, and then did a PhD at uh, Monkswood in Huntingdonshire. It's now in Cambridgeshire, and um, went up to Grange sands to do a postdoctoral. Uh, then joined what was then Liverpool Polytechnic uh, as a lecturer and worked there for a quarter of a century and took early retirement and uh, ever since I've been doing what I enjoy doing which is studying the sand dunes and salt marshes of the the Sefton coast. The last sand extraction took place in 1975 Uh, it took a long time to get rid of it It started in the well it started before the second world war but it really accelerated during and after World War Two. Um, in fact, some of it was used to fill sandbags in uh, Liverpool, and the one of the landowners were very upset about that. He tried to get it stopped.
0: That they were filling the sandbags. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: The landowner wanted to stop them filling yes, the sandbags yes, yes. to protect the people in Liverpool because it was
1: his sand.
0: <laughs> and is it? It's his well sand?
1: documented.
0: Is it his sand? It Who's was that?
1: at the time. It was. I forget whether it was one of the Formby family or whether it was the Well Blundell estate but it was one of the two they were the two manorial families that uh, owned most of the sand dunes
0: and so the sand winning was during the war it started during the
1: second world war it started before the second world war but it it was very much uh, increased immediately after second world war when companies like Rainford's were taking very large quantities, I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of tonnes, and you can always, you can see the results of that from old aerial photographs and also the maps, Um, you know, the Ordnance Survey maps going back many years. Um, We had a big project on about um, 12 years ago, um, where this was all looked at and, and big reports produced about the history of sand winning in the Formby area. So that's all available if you want to see it.
0: Where does the actual sand come from?
1: The Irish Sea.
0: All of it? Yeah. It washes in off the sea? Oh, yeah. But then it moves, doesn't it? It moves it up and down the coast,
1: doesn't it? Yes, there is longshore drift as well, which tends to move it from Formby Point north and south, mainly north. So a lot of the sand at Birkdale, for example, originated at Formby Point.
0: So it will have washed up to Formby Point and then it gets blown up to Birkdale, does it?
1: Yeah. Well, no, it, it gets washed by uh, the, the, the angle of the waves coming in is not exactly perpendicular to the coast. So the waves tend to move at an angle and they wash sand in at an angle. So it, the sand tends to drift. Either northwards or southwards, depending on the angle of the waves to the coast.
0: So it's, it's all called
1: longshore drift.
0: So all the dunes that we see, that sands all come from the bottom of the sea? Yeah, of course, yeah. So is that because so we have read... It used
1: it, to be about a mile wide, but um, it started, well, the, there's, there's some debate about, I mean, there have been dunes on this coast for about five and a half thousand years. But the current dune system is much younger than that. It's, it certainly goes back to the 17th century, maybe a little bit further back than that. Um, so all of most of what we see today has blown in over the last 400 years. Only the last 400 years? Yes. Yeah. Mm. People have drilled down below the existing dunes and they found layers of peat and sand going back a lot older than that i mean the peat for example is up to 5000 years old and then you've got sand below that um, which is i think about 6000 years old and that was probably a dune system in the distant past uh, so
0: there was dunes then the whole lot went underwater then there was dunes again
1: yeah and well, then there was there's, a, there's another line of evidence as well which is the plants and animals that occur here now and that couldn't survive inland. So they could only have survived since the ice age. If there'd been sand in the form of either dunes or heathland here for the last 9,000 plus years. So the natterjack toad, for example, and the sand lizard, we pretty much know got here nine and a half thousand years ago, just after the the end of the Ice Age when when things were warming up very rapidly and the English Channel didn't exist so they were able to come in across what is now the Channel uh, which only got flooded about uh, four and a half thousand years ago. So the sand lizards
0: because we do have sand lizards hopping yeah, around in yeah, Formby, yeah, yeah. don't we because i mean i know we've got those in the garden
1: no you haven't they're common lizards
0: they're common lizards are they oh yes
1: sand lizards only occur in the dunes are they like a gecko no <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a, so there's sand lizards what's Before the difference family. between the sand lizard and a common lizard
1: um sand lizards are bigger adults are much bigger The males are bright green which you you don't get in common lizard. Uh, The Females are more spotty but you you can always, I mean, if you know what you're looking at, you can tell the difference. I can send you pictures of (coughs) them.
0: Definitely. And where do you see those then? Right the way
1: down? They're very, very localised now. They're very hard to find and there's only a handful of people who can find them. I I never see them and I'm out all the time. But uh, we've got a small group of people who who monitor them and who are able to find them uh, they're very clever
0: and the but the common lizard it's a common lizard then they're tiny
1: yeah they're about three inches long yeah three to four uh, Sand lizards six to seven they're really quite big oh right much bigger isn't yeah, it
0: yeah. do we have snakes in No, Fomby?
1: no we don't no
0: somebody at the golf club saw a snake
1: There there have been records of snakes that have been released from pets, as pets, you know. But uh, the last authenticated snake records for the Sefton Coast were in the 18th century. And they were probably adders. Uh, Sorry, grass snakes. Yeah, they were were actually recorded by Squire Blundell at Blundell Hall. His gamekeeper used to kill snakes, and he described them as being three feet long, which, of course, adders are not. Adders are about a foot long. Uh, so they must have been grass snakes. But we don't have grass snakes now, and we haven't had them for centuries. Because it's not hot enough? No, because they've they just died out. The gamekeeper was very, very good at his job. But they <laughs> so don't bother you.
0: A grass snake doesn't bother you, does it? No, no, of course not. It just walks past
1: you. Neither do adders. Adders don't bother you. No, and so you no, tread on them.
0: So with the lizard, there's Mister and Missus lizard.
1: Yes, the b- males are in the breeding season. I've got beautiful uh, sort of um, what's the word? I'm just trying to think of the type of green it is. It's uh, it's a sort of uh, yeah. It's it's a sort of um, pale green, a sort of vivid green, not not a dark green or a bottle green. Um, the, they're different from the sandlizers you get in southern England. There's a, there's populations of sand in in the south on the southern heathlands, and they're a different race or a different variety from ours. Um, ours are a much more vivid green colour. There's a more bottle green. And in fact, you know the uh, the mural on uh, the um, uh, Toad Hall at Ainsdale, the uh, next to Pontins. There's a giant mural yeah. mural. It's a, it's a sand lizard, massive, absolutely huge. And it's a picture. It's a picture of a sand lizard that's been painted on the building. Oh, i It's a about twenty meters long. I'll have to have a look for that. Yeah, it's the wrong subspecies. It's the wrong race. It's the (laughs) southern one. (laughs) Somebody's not drawn a local one. They've just taken a picture off the internet of a sand lizard. It just happens to have been a southern sand lizard.
0: And they that distinctively different. Yeah, of course
1: it is. If you know what you're looking at. But to me, would they be different? No. They both look like the same lizard. Well, I could show you the difference.
0: You can, is it bands and things
1: like that? Or? No, it's the colour of the green. The green is, is paler in the, in the Sefton Coast ones.
0: And is that a good
1: thing or are they rare if they're from the Sefton well, Coast? Well, they are. I mean, they've now been introduced along the, sa- the North Wales coast and from here and they're doing quite well. They're probably doing better than ours here because they're struggling with the same problem that the natterjacks mm-hmm. are struggling with, which is vegetation overgrowth. Because they need bare sand to bask on to warm themselves up every time they go out hunting and for, they lay eggs in the sand so they the eggs incubate in, in hot sand so they need sand for egg laying common lizards of course are viviparous as you know they, <laughs> they have live young that's where they can live all the way up to the um, arctic circle in Norway and Sweden. They're stunning little things with orange tummies. Oh, those are newts. Those aren't lizards. Well, if you, if you lift up a, a, a piece of, uh, you know, a piece of, of twig, or sorry, but like a, a log piece or something. of wood, and a log, a bit of bark or something, and you've got little things underneath that have yellow, stu- yellow tummies, or orange tummies, they are newts. I thought newts lived in water. Only for the breeding season. They live the rest of the year on land. They're amphibians. Do they really? Yeah. Like a frog? Yeah. So they're not always
0: floating around in the water?
1: No, no only for a couple of months. Does a newt give birth to a live... Life? No, no, they produce legs. They have eggs in the water and tadpoles.
0: Newt tadpoles. They're quite late though. So we had little tiny newts Yeah, um, they, quite late. They're
1: a bit later than uh, frogs and toads, yeah. So
0: probably in August, would that
1: be too late? No, no, no. Little tiny ones? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I have a friend uh, in Southport has a wildlife garden. It's absolutely fantastic. She records the insects in her garden. She's had over 350 species so far and counting.
0: So how do you do that then? You actually would go out into the garden? She, and.
1: Then she, to... she knows their insects, she records them. Well, she photographs them and then gets them identified.
0: If I was wanting to go out into my garden and identify what's in my garden, mm. do I just go out and take a photograph yeah. of all... So those are newts that are in the hedges walking around?
1: Well, they're in underneath things usually. Yeah.
0: And what about but... little tiny glass beads that are tiny little
1: beads like that? Ah, they're the eggs of snails. They are, aren't they? Mm. Or oh, slugs.
0: Getting back to the newts then. Mm. So... Newts are quite a common thing in the UK, or they yeah.
1: So there are three three species, well three native species, we have one or two non natives as well. Yeah, we have the smooth newt, which is a common, very common one. The great crested, which is uh, protected, it's fairly common here actually, and the palmate newt, which lives mainly in acid waters, so we don't get that get that in the, in the uplands and you
0: know so in formby we have the 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 smooth, two new
1: smooth newt and great crested and you know you've got them because the smooth newt's got a smooth back yeah well it has a crest in it? the males have a crest but it's a sort of wavy crest the great crested has a jagged crest and it's black with a bright orange underside. and is it
0: the orange underside that makes them that's the distinguishing factor between them or is it the crest it's the
1: the crest really yeah so the great crest is much bigger it's about twice the size um but only the male has the crest the female doesn't have a crest but it's black so it's very different because what color is the other one sort of brownie mottled
0: Don't you just love an expert, someone who knows exactly what's going on? Thanks to Dr Phil Smith. This is Formby Podcast 2022. See you next time. Formby Podcast is an independent production. It comes to you free. If you'd like us to tell your story, or you know of a story contact us at formypodcast at gmail.com see you next time